into something um, solid that we can share with our kids and be able to talk mm-hmm. about and, and help them to be able to understand these are these are kind of some of the the guidelines that we we want to live by that that we've found are valuable and, and we think are going to uh, continue to shape a, a strong family that is rooted in Christ. Hey, hey, and welcome to the With Passion Podcast. I'm your hostess, Haley Ramsey. I'm a multi-passionate wife and homeschooling mama of littles. Between my husband and I, we run three businesses and have created a lifestyle that revolves around our home. As we have grown in the love of Christ, our passions have naturally seeped into everything we do. This podcast is a wholehearted, biblical approach to all things homemaking, parenthood, and intentional living. And doing it all with, of course, passion. Think of this as a conversation while our littles are playing, or we're out for ladies' night, or we invited you and your family to sit around our table eating the famous Ramsey Fam pizza recipe. We'll chat about everything from countercultural parenting to being intentional in our home, and don't be surprised when a few unpopular opinions are mixed within the conversation. I'm so glad you're here with me. Thanks for tuning in to Little Snippets of My Life, Driven with Passion. Hello, welcome back to the With Passion podcast. It is officially season two, and I couldn't be more excited. I've had a lot of fun planning and writing out this season, gathering information and guests I want to have on the show. So to kick off this season, I am here with my husband, Alexander. We are going to give you a rundown of our life lately and do quick little updates of how we are continuing to passionately pursue our home, health, businesses, and other pursuits this year. So Alexander, thank you for being here and taking the time to do this. Absolutely. Hello, everybody, and uh, thank you for having me on the podcast again, Haley. I've been excited, and it's been fun just watching the progress and um, seeing all the different people that you've been interviewing and, and asking questions to. So it's, it's been a fun journey to, to be close by and, and see what you're up to. Well, thanks. So for those of you who don't know you, I guess give a little bit of an intro. You know, who are you? Who are we even? Um, and how do you introduce yourself these days? Okay, yeah. So I am Alexander. <laughs> I'm Haley's husband. And <laughs> Haley and I have been married for almost seven years, which seems crazy to say out loud. And we have two kids a four-year-old girl and a two-year-old boy and they are wild and fun and energetic and cute um, and um, I, I have two businesses that I run one is a, a creative agency where I do a lot of graphic design type work logos uh, but primarily websites for medium and big businesses and then my other business which I'm pursuing um, much more these days is called Layerly, and it's a subscription website business, and that is really intended for small businesses or individuals to have a website affordably and fast. And other than that, I enjoy spending time with my wife and my kids and going on dates. Um, we're getting just much more involved in our small group and um, trying to 
um, just be a, a part of the community more in, in different ways. And that's been a lot of fun and, and definitely been more of a focus this year as well. Well, good. That was a good little introduction and kind of overview of where we're at right now. And again, I'm just so glad that you're doing this with me. So season two has started a little bit later than I had hoped for because we just had a full end of 2023. And then it was just a slow start to 2024, which honestly was like really good. So I guess, Alexander, can you just catch up, catch everyone up on, you know, what we did kind of at the end of November? Because that's when the last episode of season one was released. And honestly, we haven't done much since then necessarily, but I guess catch everyone up on kind of where we're at and what we did at the end of the year, some travel plans, and then how we started off this year. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like everything, everybody is busy from Thanksgiving through Christmas. You know, they're traveling and visiting with family and our, our travels were really uh, exactly the same. So from, from Thanksgiving, we, we drove to Colorado to visit my parents who, who are there and we celebrated Thanksgiving with family. And then we left our kids in Colorado and we flew to Spain for nine days. <laughs> so that was kind of a big adventure and that was a lot of fun. So Haley and I just got to sample a lot of great food and visit um, some beautiful cities and towns and drive around the Spanish countryside. And then we celebrated Christmas back in Wisconsin. And uh, I, I would say the, the start to the year has only been slow because we've purposefully made it less busy. Yeah, I think we, we just traveled so much and, and had so much going on, which I'm sure everybody does at the end of the year. And we, we just really tried to make much fewer plans. We're, we're just not planning any trips for this winter and just uh, being intentional with our, our time at home and time that we're spending as a family and with friends close by. So it was a, it was a, honestly a really full end of the year. And then we even threw a New Year's Eve party. And like Alexander said, it was just a really slow then start to the new year, which honestly felt really good. And I think like you said, I feel like we're good at balancing the, if we have a heavy season, kind of the next few weeks or a shorter season of not doing like a whole lot. I guess. Yeah, and, and one thing that, that is related to just slowing down or, or making fewer plans for the beginning of the year is that we, we started doing marriage check-ins, which we had done a few years ago, and, and we had been really good about them. And I feel like we kind of just drifted off, and we, we ended up buying a home and, and had another kid, and there was just a lot going on in our family. But we've, we've finally gotten back into what we call marriage check-ins or fun marriage check-ins <laughs> where we just meet once a week. Haley and I, you know, after we put the kids to bed, we um, just sit on the couch and we have a checklist where we kind of go down and, and just ask each other questions about our week and how we're doing as a married couple, how, how we're doing with with work and homeschool and um, you know things, ways that we've felt loved by one another or things that we might be able to work on to better our marriage. But really just trying to be intentional with, with our conversation and, and making space, making like a safe place for both of us to share with one another. And that's been a, a really great 
um, a really great thing that we've started this year that I, I think we both are just feeling very um, loved by and, and encouraged through. You know, we've done it in different seasons of our life. I mean, we started doing them a handful of years ago, I think when we just had Liliana, and a lot of it was asking each other questions, but then sometimes I feel like when we're in a busier season, it's almost like we just go over finances or we neglect to ask those like deeper questions of, like you said, how have how did you feel loved by me, you know, in this last week and how did you see me like love the kids this week you know and I think those like usually these conversations it's not just like a check-in and the checklist like it it keeps us stay on track in a way or cover all of our bases like talking about finances or if we need to work through something um, if Alexander has any business updates and I give kind of just like a little rundown on homeschool and an update with that but it really just gets us going into like a just a really good conversation because I mean Alexander's more of an external processor, I'm more of an internal processor. And I feel like for me personally, it's been a really good way for me to then think throughout the week, you know, what do I want to tell Alexander this week? What, like I'm already thinking of it and it has helped me in my communication towards Alexander. And it's just been really fun. I don't know. And Alex, (laughs) so they were just marriage check-ins and that was too rigid for Alexander. I'm more type A, and he was like, we need to name it something else. So it's called fun marriage (laughs) check-ins. So we just, we just like figure out something that will make it a little more fun than, hey, let's look at a checklist and mark it off as we go down. So we'll just like have like a fun dessert or a fun drink, or we'll start a fire or something like that. Yeah. And it has been more fun. I'm not really motivated by fun. I kind of like the checklist, but. (laughs) I need the motivation. (laughs) It is fun. So anyways, we actually created a free download for you guys so that you guys could do and start fun marriage check-ins on your own. So you can download it. Uh, The link is in the show notes and there will be an example of what we talk about and then a blank one for you to print off and for you to fill out your own. So if you want to check that out, you can go into the show notes and we will get into like health businesses and some other pursuits, but we're going to stick on the topic of home for a little bit before we get into the topic of health. Yeah, so getting us kicked off, I'm going to ask you some questions. (laughs) So Haley, what are some things that you've been working on and are excited for for this year in our home and um, with our family? The two main things that I'm really excited for are homeschool and hosting. So I started homeschooling Liliana. If you if you don't know or you haven't visited my blog or I guess follow us on Instagram or anything like that, I started homeschooling Liliana, who is now four, uh, this past fall, and it's technically 4K, and it's been going really well. You know, I feel like I've been able to... Like even before we started, I could have pinpointed the struggles that we would have just based on her personality, where she's at with learning and just in our home and stuff like that. And I feel like those have all like come to life. Like I'm like, oh, this <laughs> this is exactly what I thought would be the hardest and it is. So I feel like I'm at a point where I'm just adjusting a few things that would better help her and basically go according to her needs and at her level. 
And I've heard that from so many moms. You know, I texted a couple moms like, what are you doing with your four-year-old? And what do you do here? And for this and for this, have you started math? Have you done this? You know, are they learning a second language yet? And they're all like, slow down. You know, like you have so much time. 4K in Wisconsin, at least, isn't even required. So anything that I'm doing is going to just be beneficial in the long run. But I think I can be just that go-getter personality and I can, I'm very visionary. So I just see the future and I, I just want to make it happen. So I've definitely had to scale back a bit um, because I was super ambitious in the beginning, but I've slowed down and honestly really just narrowed down what she needs to learn by the end of the spring. And I've just stayed really consistent with it and have just stayed faithful in continuing to do it. Um, I'm still loving the Brighter Day Press for most resources. So I have a blog post about homeschool that I'll link in the show notes, but I'll also link the Brighter Day Press because they have just been really helpful and beneficial to really fun and beautiful resources for homeschooling, especially when you want to bring Christ into it and teach on the Bible because it was started by a pastor's wife who homeschools their four kids. And it's just been really encouraging. Um, her kids are a little bit older than mine are, but they have awesome resources for kids kids in between any age of between like two and 12, I would say, and maybe early teens. Um, so that's kind of with homeschool. I'm excited for it and I'm looking forward to it. And I feel like I'm just planning certain things because we are going to plan to homeschool Liliana through kindergarten, and then we'll see kind of what it looks like from there. Um, but then, so in our home, I guess like hosting and, and just hospitality. You know, if you followed our family for any amount of time, or you know us in, you know, real life friends, you'll know that we host often. You know, we host parties or get together. I've hosted so many play dates and just even having people stay with us overnight for a certain period of time. And so this year, I feel like I have a more regular hosting, I guess, schedule, for lack of a better word, um, than compared to years in the past, uh, which gives me a lot of time to like prep and plan and have a vision for what I want to see in our home and just the fruitfulness of it. So and I, I truly view it and treat it as a ministry. And so the few things that will be more consistent this year compared to in the last, so not just like a one-time occurrence of hosting, um, are I'm going to have some quarterly gatherings, uh, I guess seasonally gather, seasonal gatherings with some local gals who just are like-minded in the holistic view of health. And those are always fun. We make some recipes and talk about health and stuff. Um, so that's kind of a seasonal thing. And then our small group through church, which Alexander mentioned in the beginning, we have been with him now for, it'll be two years this summer. And I feel like we've, we finally, you know, crossed the bridge of, oh, we're like, we're friends. You know, we call each other, hang out or have text threads and communication kind of nonstop. And that's been really fun. So how we do it is that we all the families within it kind of take turns hosting. And so we'll host, I guess, maybe like once a month or something like that. But that's been really fun to be able to host just the same people, same couples, same kids, and having friends, I guess, friendships being made within our kids and their friends, which is really sweet. Um, and then something that I want to kick off this, this, um, this spring is just like a woman's like book club slash Bible study that it's still in the works, but I'm really looking forward to it. So 
I feel like it's kind of narrowed down to just a couple things that I want to do consistently. Yeah, I, I think the hosting part is a lot of fun. And we, we had hosted our, our small group last night, and we just basically did like a potluck where, you know, everybody brought some food and, and we, we hosted. And um, while the group was meeting and talking, I was in the basement watching the kids, and it was just chaos. <laughs> and I came up and we kind of had dinner and I still was feeling a little bit frazzled probably from all of the kids, which they did good, but it's there's a lot of boys and they're wild. <laughs> and um, I I was, you know, whenever everybody left, I felt like I could like take a deep breath and I was, I was good. But Haley was just like filled up by it. I just <laughs> felt like you were, you just loved it. You know, the house was... Um, somewhat disaster, you know, like <laughs> sticky door handles and food everywhere. But Haley just loves it, so I, I think it's fun to see. I mean, you're just very good at hosting. It's fun to to watch you do it, and I'm I'm just so thankful that we have a space to be able to do it. You know, I think um, we used to pray before we had the house that we're in. We moved here about three years ago, and I mean, we just prayed that we would get a house that we could host more in. You know, have people stay overnight and actually you know, be the more of the hospitality end of that. But I don't know. There's been a lot of prayers answered, I guess, a lot of celebrations and kind of every emotion has happened within the walls of our home. And it's truly just been a gift. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I do feel like I there's something in me, like I was cleaning up last night and I just love cleaning up after parties. I love cleaning up after people. I mean, there was probably 20, at least 20 people in our house. And I don't know, it's just one of those things that it's like, oh, I was, I was created to do this. You know, I was, I was meant to do this. And I just, I do come alive. And yeah. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so on the topic of home, what are, what are some things that you can talk about for like our, our local community? Um, you know, how, how do you connect with like-minded women and small groups or Bible studies you know, what, what do you what do you talk about with them in regards to home and what what are some things that, that they relate to and um, you enjoy sharing about yeah so it's been a passion of mine to have a local community of like-minded women who are pursuing just like a holistic and wholesome version of health and just want to better their homes you know I'm not totally 100% against mainstream health but there are certain things that just simply are not talked about within the Western medicine and within that realm. And so something that I have found so true is that my spiritual health is innately and tied with my physical health. And that's kind of where I approach creating a local community and I had that in Colorado and now it's just taken a few years I feel like to get settled in our home and be able to have a space where women can feel comfortable coming over and talking about things that they might not know about or it's kind of against what they were brought up in um, so I know you know me and Alexander we've pursued natural and holistic health for many years now and I didn't grow up in a holistic home and Alexander's like his, his mom is more like very naturally minded, you know, you guys grew up pretty clean eating and I feel like less medicine or different types of medicine. She would try, you know, different home remedies and stuff. So it wasn't even like you had to get over <laughs> this, this thing of, 
you know, you, you didn't agree with it or you didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, so we've pursued it together now for many years. And there's just so many things, like I said, that are not talked about in mainstream or westernized health that just need to be shared. So I guess being able to teach our kids and teach other moms and women how to best care for their bodies and their kids and family and their home has become a huge passion and purpose I see for my life. And I guess then in small group settings, I feel like are the best for this. Like it's more intimate. You feel like you can ask a question or actually teach on something or hear from someone. And I feel like more people will be willing to actually share in a small group setting compared to, I don't know, broadcasted somewhere or I guess like a larger group. Um, But I guess I've seen small group settings and just this local community be the most fruitful for myself personally. And I guess certain topics that we discuss always kind of circle around obviously the holistic health, but specifically supporting our hormones and how we can best, I guess, teach our kids how to empower them and everything. Um, Because I personally have been able to cure like certain sensitivities and allergies I've had. And even within our kids, you know, just being able to uh, take away a fever, you know, with our four-year-old and just using um, some natural medicines and stuff. And I just think it's, it's just different than what a lot of other moms and homes are actually doing. And so Alexander and I, we really take just a slow and intentional route to health. And we truly believe that like sunshine and food and the balance between exercise and rest is some of the best like quote unquote medicine for our bodies and souls because you can't have, I really just think like spiritually and physically, like we are spiritual beings and we are physical beings and they just innately, like we were created for them to go together. Um, but I guess the biggest thing for me is that like if I'm not already doing this in my home, I'm not going to teach on this topic outside of my home. So we do really practice this like with the, with our kids and teaching them um, how to be in control, of, like in control of their health, while also praying a lot, you know, for good health and blessings in in that area. Yeah, I I definitely would agree. I I think since we've gotten married, we've we've talked a lot about health and and you know what we're putting in our bodies and, and what we're putting in our home. And um, I mean, you started Young Living pretty pretty shortly after we got married, and. I I was definitely skeptical about oils, but I, I think one of the things that was actually kind of interesting and, and cool to me was that the, the whole topic of essential oils is actually not a new thing. It's, it's something that's been around since before Jesus. I mean, it, oils were, were just something that people used. And I, I think that's just, that's been kind of cool. And, it, and it's given me a different perspective as to... Um, natural medicine and and how it can be used and and knowing how to use it and and i i definitely agree i mean i i just think there's so many things that we put in our bodies that we have no idea what it is or where it's coming from and um i i definitely was brought up more um natural in the way of just avoiding medicine altogether if possible like you know if you have a headache you don't take tylenol you just wait for it to go away I mean, if it becomes something extreme and it's, you know, doesn't allow you to function, you know, I, I could, you know, we'll, we'll make a, a point to, to take take it or something. But um, I, I definitely think, I, I, I agree and, and appreciate that 
that that you want to use natural medicine in our kids and um, even the, the topic of vaccines. I mean, we've just tried to avoid them as much as possible. Yeah, well, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, I think something that is in the Western culture is we're just naive. You know, it's been so taken out of our culture and out of mainstream that it's it's truly become something that like no one knows about. And like you said, oils were around, they were man's first medicine. You know, and it's it's not weird if you go to another country and they use oils all the time. You know, they if they have a stomach ache, they eat a mint leaf. They don't take Tums. You know, it's, it's the exact same thing. And so it's almost like just almost unlearning a lot of things and then having to just learn a new way to take care of your bodies and take care of your home. And, and if you look at, like, let's just use Young Living as an example. You look at an, an essential oil company they're not they're legally not allowed to say that something will cure you because they could get in legal trouble yeah but that that just the fact that they could get in legal trouble is is wrong you know they mm-hmm. they should be able to say that what they're doing is good for you and it and it can make changes and it can and it can benefit you to take away a headache or take away a ear infection or um uh, you know whatever it might be i i think there's there's just so much um, so much that's wrong with our country and what we're allowed and not allowed to say, and um, I, it's just uh, something that I get I get heated up about. Yeah, and not just even you know what you're allowed to say or not to say. I mean, there are thousands of chemicals that are banned in in Europe that are not in America. And there's something that should spark a curiosity of, oh, I wonder why that is. You know, why are we allowed to put thousands and thousands of chemicals on our body every single day? And then you wonder why we have all these diseases. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know, top. We have the best, apparently, we have the best health care, except we are one of the most obese countries. We are, are average you know age is declining for death you know there's so many diseases and things that america is actually almost not number one but maybe in the top whatever percentage and i think the natural health and holistic health you know lifestyle because it's it's not just health like it's a lifestyle and it's an everyday pursuit like it's it's made me an independent thinker of wait what am i actually putting on my body what am i putting in my body you know there's i don't know it it does just raise certain questions yeah yeah well even though you know along with what goes in our body what goes on our body teaching our kids about that something that we have switched up in our mornings especially on homeschool days so just kind of monday through friday Um, Alexander, you know, you've chosen to be more part of these morning times. So we teach our kids that the best way to begin each day is by doing three things. Eating a healthy breakfast, spending time with God, either through reading the Bible or or speaking to him in prayer um, or singing. Um, And then the third way is moving our bodies. So and this doesn't necessarily have to be like a full-on workout. It could just be any movement like right away. Like I think the movement piece is key. Um, It could be taking a walk outside when it's nice out. Sometimes we just have a dance party, you know, like it's, it's literally just like moving our body. So doing those three things right away in the morning is something that we teach our kids. 
And so I guess, Alexander, you know, like, why have you decided to join us in this? Because you used to just start work and then me and the kids would kind of get into our morning routine together. And just in the beginning of the year, you were like, oh, I want to be in on this. And I want to join you. And, you know, what do you like about it? What kind of intrigued you to be more part of that? Yeah, I, I think I think one of the, the big things that made me want to be a part of it was that that I have the... I have the time to be able to do it. You know, I owning my own business, I, I work from home. I, I can choose my hours and I can be super flexible, but I I feel like I, I wanted to I wanted to be a part of what you guys were doing and, and I also wanted to know I wanted to be a part of, of what you were teaching the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you were, I know that you've got this curriculum through Brighter Day Press and we you read Bible stories and sing songs and I, I wanted to, to be a part of that and and also in some way like show Liliana that I'm a part of it and that 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 you and I are a team and in, in teaching her and and showing her the value of, of learning and um, learning God's word and, and learning um, you know the, the benefit of moving and, and getting exercise and uh, doing things in the morning and um, so I, I think it's just been a it's been a fun thing to be a part of. I, I feel like I'm super fortunate to be able to do that with my work and and I want to take advantage of it. So I think that that's been a big a big part of it. And um, I, the, the other part of it is it's um, I, I, I see the value in, in just having a, a routine and and doing something in the morning together, not only as a family, but even whenever you guys are done or, or whenever I actually leave to go back up and start work um, I've, I've just been before I even open my computer or, or look at my phone I, I just I just read a chapter in the Bible and, and just pray over it and and that's just been a, a really great way to start off the day and again it's just another thing that I, I feel like is so easy to to say, well, I'm too busy. You know, I, I got a busy day ahead of me. I've got meetings. I've got all this stuff going on. But, it, you know, it only takes like maybe 10 minutes out of my day to spend time with God and and learn more about who he is and, and the plan that he has for my life. And um, it's it's been super valuable. And I, I just feel like it, it just sets my whole day off better and and just focuses my, my mental state to where it should be, and um, that's been that's been a really great addition to. I feel like our, our whole Bible morning is really what it, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think even noticing Liliana and Finley's response to you joining in. You know, I think Liliana would more so remember you not being part of it just because of her age. But I think, I mean, they respond so differently. You know, I mean, I think any kid does when there is a man present. Like, there's just something about a man's presence and kind of their authority and leadership that I think has even grown in that. And you've taken it into your own hands and be like, oh, let's, like, do this this morning for a little family workout. Like, let's make it more fun (laughs) because I'll just do the same thing or just try to make it a teaching moment. And I think Alexander's like... We can just teach by modeling it. You know, it doesn't have to be this program or system that I would more so just naturally lean towards. And I think they respond 
differently knowing and being able to see, oh, you know, mom and dad are a team. Yeah. And I think that's been something that has been really fun. And we they see it modeled, you know, in us too, that we're not just saying to do something, but we're sitting down and we're doing it with them and it happens every day. They can expect it. And when we don't do it, you know, they they feel it. You know, mm-hmm. if we don't have that little bit of a morning routine, yeah, I think is good. Yeah, I mean, I I just noticed the the difference that our our the, the difference of how our kids respond and how they act in the morning when if they wake up and watch TV first thing, or if they wake up and have sugar first thing in the morning. <laughs> I mean, it's just. There is a huge Which is seldom, difference. right? We seldom do those things. But, but that's is, why we notice right. the difference, too. Well, yeah, like the, the other morning, true. we, uh, we uh, for Valentine's Day, I went out with Finley, like, right away in the morning and got flowers, and uh, he picked out the candy that he wanted for himself and for Liliana, and we got home, and I, I don't even know how much candy they had. I, it probably <laughs> wasn't, like, it was maybe, like, half a pack of M&M's and, uh, like, you know gummy stuff and um but they were just wild all day long they they were not listening they were disobedient crying they were, for yeah emotional it was just, a pretty horrible day it, it, it <laughs> wouldn't is a horrible day but it was it they was were tough. very difficult though it and was super tough it's you you just realize the effect that these things have on your kids and i think it it makes me realize that you know if 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 that's something that we were doing every day, we would have no idea that our kids would, how, how different they could respond if, if we had started our day off differently. And yeah. and I and also you look at yourself. You know, if, if you started your day off with just a bunch of sugar and watching Scrolling movies. Scrolling your phone. You know, you're not, you're not going to feel motivated yeah. or, or, you know, good about starting your day. You know, I, I just think, you know, how can, how can you set yourself up for success? And it, it doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out thing. It doesn't have to be super hard. It doesn't even have to be boring. It can be really fun and goofy. But it it really just makes a positive impact on your day. And, and I think that's also what we're doing. We're, we're teaching our kids, like, you know, this is how we want to spend our morning, and this is how we think you should spend it because you'll you'll notice a difference in in your your daily habits and, and your – and how you're feeling throughout the day. And they might not understand it right now, but later on in life, it's totally something that you do. You do understand and realize uh, what an impact it made on you. Yeah. And I think, you know, all of this is coming from two people who used to be on so just opposite ends of the spectrum when it came to daily kind of routines and rhythms or habit tracking type of stuff you know I'm definitely more type a I've loosened up a little bit being married to Alexander but that's just my natural thing and it's it is just a I've learned I feel like I've learned how to wield it in a way that does bring more peace and less being rigid about certain things and I think Alexander, you know, I, I never could have imagined him ever saying, you know, yeah, I actually do keep track of certain habits. And I really actually think having a routine in the morning is really valuable. And so I guess, you know, if you're whatever end of the spectrum, like you're on, 
you know, I think, or even spouses, I feel like spouses, it is very rare for both spouses to be very type A or very not type A. Yeah. And you do balance each other out, but it's taken, you know, seven years of being together <laughs> to figure that out and just be like, mm-hmm. oh no, like this actually is really valuable yeah. for our mornings. Yeah. Yeah, you do. It is, it is a balance. Like like anything in life, there there is a balance, and finding that is is difficult. But it's also it's really valuable when you can find it in a healthy way. Yeah, and you know, Alex and I, we we have so we have a morning kind of little thing like with the kids, but then we also have individual kind of habits throughout our day that we know that if we do most of these things. I rarely get to all, you know, all of mine, but if I get to most of them, I know that I will feel like just better about myself. And some of those are doing one load of laundry a day. Um, What are some of yours? So we have like individual like habits that we just have and we created them for you to be able to download and create your own if you want to, with your spouse, you know, just create certain habits and ours basically just start off with, you know, reading the Bible, having movement and go throughout our day. Um, but there's just a list of like certain habits that are like, oh, if I could just have, you know, kind of the perfect day or ideal day in a way and I got through all of these, I would feel awesome. You know, what would those 10 habits be? Some of them take two seconds to do mm-hmm. and some of them... Are, are a little bit lengthy um but what are some of yours that you have on there yeah well I, I made like a huge list of of just like really generic uh, or, or, or just almost random habits that i wanted to cre- try to create for 2024 and um there's got to be like 30 or 40 that i wrote down but i mean they were there were some really simple ones like just saying hello to Haley in the morning and like giving you a kiss or giving you a hug and and just being purposeful and, and greeting you in the morning um reading my bible uh asking you at the end of the day like how was your day how was it going you know how how are the kids doing how mm-hmm. how did homeschool go today um uh making making like a, a list of priorities of things that i want to accomplish for work like you know like a like a top three list of things that i want to try to get done I've got a habit to do push-ups during the day, do sit-ups, which I've, I've been pretty good about the push-ups. I've not been very good about the sit-ups, <laughs> but even that's been been good. Like it's just a, you know a couple times during the day where I have an alarm that goes off, and I just get up from whatever I'm doing, and I I just do some push-ups, and I, I've totally felt like I, I've just felt better about it. I I know that there's like a a mental part of of following through with something that I'm I'm noticing and feeling good about. Uh, we we started taking collagen in the morning, which I actually have have noticed too. I think I've I've had some just a little bit more energy mm-hmm. when I when I take it in the morning when I'm actually good about it. And uh, I'm trying to think what else I had on my list, but those those have probably been the big ones at, at least for me. Yeah, and I think. You know, as you were talking, it was, it's just like a, you know, you almost think you would wake up and want to interact with your spouse first. But if you actually look at what you do, I mean, do you grab your phone first or do you look your spouse in the eye and say good morning? You know, it's almost just like little reminders throughout your day. And I think 
calling them habits and not just like a checklist or something to do. Like a habit is something that is frequent. And I think, you know, we talk often like who who do we want to become? You know, who, what kind of character? Because that's what God cares about is the character. And do you want to be someone with integrity? Or do you want to be someone who, you know, makes a list but doesn't go through it? And I think something like writing it down and just having a seemingly looking like a checklist but really just like a marker of how am I doing you know am I actually seeing my family today am I actually interacting with them and it's kind of just like a good guide to to build your character and I guess that's how I view habits and view even tracking them and stuff um so it's I don't know it's been really good and we just keep ours posted on our refrigerator Alexander has his written down in his office and like you, like you said, Alexander, like you have a timer that goes off and it's not like this full on workout that you do, but it's just a certain amount of push-ups and then a certain amount of sit-ups. And it's just like a daily strength, not like a, we don't consider those things like a workout, but it's just a, a, a daily thing that you do. That's just the habit. It is. It is my workout. <laughs> well, it's good. You're doing it really consistently. <laughs> so that's what matters. And it's creating a character within you. <laughs> So if you want your own habit tracker, you can look in the show notes and you can download it. There's a link in there um, just along with our fun marriage check-in. And again, it has like our habits. So you can even see like what, we, what we're tracking daily. And then it's, there's a blank one that you can print off and write your own. So we are going to transition into talking about business, which we love talking about business. And I hope if you're listening to this, you're either intrigued or you don't even know what we do, or maybe this is a part that you want to skip. That's totally fine. Um, But Alexander and I are often just talking about business and business conversations. It gives us life to talk about it and together. Um, Alexander has now been an entrepreneur for 10 years? Nine. Nine. Nine nine in January. Nine in January. So a little over nine years, almost a decade. And started almost a couple years out of college. And then um, that was his first business and then started a second one just a couple years ago. So um, I feel like he's like a true entrepreneur. And so we always, I feel like he was in one podcast episode last season and we also talked about business but it's just something that if you come over for dinner or you're around us for any period of time we obviously will bring up some sort of businessy I don't know I'm sure it'll be brought up something about business or entrepreneurship so I guess often when you know Alex and I I I guess often when I talk about Alexander being an entrepreneur and working from home, but sometimes I get a look from people and they ask, you know, how how that is and how we make it work. You know, I've been asked that for, I guess, years. Like, I've been asked that for years. You know, like, oh, you guys work, you know, he works from home. Like, how is that going? And I'm like, I actually, I love it. And I don't know any different because he's always been doing it. And I've just always had, you know, a super, like, positive and upbeat, I guess, conversation with it kind of the entire topic um and I think like lately because I'll I'll kind of explain this later um but I've kind of shifted a little bit how I talk about it because being entrepreneur being like entrepreneur like and being married to an entrepreneur has so many benefits to it but it also has like some difficulty to it um and I'll kind of explain that but I guess we also want to give you some 
some like realistic view into our life. And we'll talk about, you know, when you see someone posting on social media and you just see the fruit of their life, but you don't see the hard work that goes behind it, you know, I think we all can relate to that. And so I guess we want to talk about that, but also give you some hope if you yourself is an entrepreneur or you're married to one, you know, just kind of like the ins and outs of of actually like what does it look like and hopefully if you are an entrepreneur you're like oh wow like I'm not alone in that or this is hard for a certain reason so Alexander you've started two businesses from the ground up and they've been pretty successful can you give a little bit more insight into like like what it takes to start a business from literally nothing and building and sustaining it you know are there any key steps to doing this well or you know what does it actually look like to start a business from the ground up well it takes a lot of blood (laughs) sweat and tears mostly tears no i'm just kidding but um i i i uh i i would consider myself a digital entrepreneur so i i both of the businesses that i that i run are you know, I, I do everything over email, phone calls, video calls. Everything I create is digital. There is no physical product that I I create. So I, I don't have a, a storefront or anything like that. I, you know, that that's a that's a very different world to me. You know, in in terms of uh, you know having a physical space and um, and and actually you know all of that but but i i do interact with people all the time um one of the things that i started a year ago was uh a a uh a networking group a a local chamber of commerce where we live and that's just been an amazing amazing thing to get started in and i just wish i would have gotten involved with one way you know way long ago you know when I first started it just would have made a huge impact and how quickly I was able to grow how how well I can talk about what I do um, even just feeling more involved in the community that you're in going back to your question um, what what do you want me to share exactly with you know being an entrepreneur like how do you get a business started or what what, what was kind of your thought with that I think I thought when I was thinking of some of the questions along the lines of business were, you know, you started your first one when you were single, you know, early 20s, you could devote, you know, night and day to it. I remember then when we got married, I was like, man, like, are you going to stop working at a certain time of (laughs) night? And, you know, we started talking just more of like a time schedule or, you know, what it looked like then being married, you know, and then when we had kids, it was even more different, you know, like there's, there's almost just like different seasons that I've seen being an entrepreneur and then starting a second business while being married with having kids, you know, it was a completely, it almost shifted our entire lifestyle and we didn't even know it, you know? So I, I guess like the, like, what does it take in terms of the commitment level I guess, like to to be successful, not for it to be like a side thing where you're like, oh, oh, yeah, you know, like on the side, I'm like, I'm like pursuing this or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. this is both businesses that you've started have been like a I'm going in 
like full throttle 100 percent but i also you know years ago you're like well now i also have a wife so i need to adjust some things or now i have kids and this is really hard because i have to wake up early but i need to get stuff done to start a business but i'm i'm up till 11 p.m (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. i guess maybe just along like those lines you know like what does it personally take to 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 be successful and have a main just maintaining a business yeah i i mean it it takes some i i would say you know it to, to get a business started you you should have some some knowledge or insight or passion related to an industry or or a job and 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 just know that you you know that you can make a change there know that whatever you decide to do you can do it really well and you can help people or whether it's selling a product to them or selling them a service or your time uh, whatever it is that you can do you can do it really well you can be passionate about it and um, and and you can just help them you can, you can be someone that that is really helpful that you know after they are done with um, that service or that product that they are they're getting something that that is beneficial to their life as as you were talking I one of the things that I thought about was when we first started dating I remember you like encouraged me to not work on weekends <laughs> and I remember thinking like um I need to work on weekends like I've, I've got stuff to do I need to got to make sure I get new clients I got to be doing stuff all the time and and I, I found that when I stopped working on weekends I it, it was just a a relief like I, I could just stop and rest and and I also found that I, you know, I'd get emails and people would call me and text me and I just ignored it. I, I just didn't answer anything. And I found that nobody was upset by that. Mm-hmm. Um, they respected it. People really respect when you have time set aside for yourself or your like, family. Like boundaries. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. have boundaries. And um, and then whenever Monday starts, first thing, you email them back. You know, if it's, if it's as long as it's not like something super urgent. Um, but... You know, I, I used to really pride myself on my responsiveness. I mean, I still do, but I've I've come to understand that there are things that that are urgent and need to be responded to right away, and those are things that are not urgent and they're not important and they can wait. And and people respect and understand that, and um, I think that's been really valuable. And uh, kind of in, in terms of that that time. Um, you know, setting setting time during your day has been has been so valuable to me. Knowing that I'm gonna start work, I mean, for me it's like eight or nine. <laughs> I don't have a set time to get started, but I'll get started around eight or nine, and I'll work till like three, four, or five. You know, j- depending on the day, depending on how much I need to get done. But I, I generally will not work past five. Um, on Fridays, I always try to you know be done work by at least three and, and just be done early. Um, you know, I, I really try to take advantage of like the flexibility of, of choosing my time and choosing my hours. But um, for for someone that is starting a business, um, it, there is there is a it's a huge commitment to make, and um, there there's going to be some some real struggles ahead 
and I think with social media, we, we just get so inundated with all these people that are hyper successful and have had this insane success that is, you know, less than 1% of the number of people that start a business. I mean, if you really look at the statistics, there, there's a huge percentage of businesses that fail after like two years and five years and seven years. And, um, I think it's it's important to know what those are, not to scare you, but to know what you're up against. And um, it, the other thing that one of the pieces of advice that I heard from somebody was uh, just try to try to bootstrap so much yourself. You know, try to do as much as you can yourself within your wheelhouse. Um, there are certain things that that are important to hire out, like you know maybe taxes or your website, <clears throat> but. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a lot that you can do yourself. You know, maybe it's it's bookkeeping or um, setting up payroll. You know, there's there's just so much out there that you can, you can do yourself. And it just takes a little bit of research. You know, everything is out there online. There, there, are, there is an answer for everything that you have. And it's just a, a means of, of being resourceful to go out there and find it and, and then take the time to to actually learn it and, and do it yourself. So I, I'm definitely the type of person that I, I try to do everything myself. And um, there, there are things that I've found that I need to hand off because mm-hmm. um, it, I, there's someone else that can do it better and faster and in the end save me some time. Um, but uh, you're the, the most effective and talented person that is the absolute cheapest to hire is yourself and that there's never really going to be anyone better than that no one's going to be able to beat that so mm-hmm. um i i uh i think starting your own business is is one of the most gratifying and exciting things that you can do and um it, it'll just grow you so much as a person and uh, i mean there's a million things i could talk about you know as far as making connections or, or, you know, just the, um, you know, software to use for different things, but I probably should stop there and, um, maybe we can move on to the next question. (laughs) No, I think, you know, I think that's good. And I think something that, you know, just kind of clicked about, you know, you even just saying, you know, the best person, the cheapest person, you know, that you could hire is just yourself. And I think that's because you're you're so passionate about about what you're doing. You know, it's it's your business. You started it. You have ownership, and it's just this. You know, I say often when I'm just on the podcast, like you know, the word passion is rooted in the word suffering. Like you are actually willing to suffer for your business that you created and it, it sometimes it's painful but like you're willing to do it and willing to put in the extra hours or the extra work or figure it out on your own because it's it's something that you created you know mm-hmm. it's I don't know and I, I think like you know it is interesting like I think hitting on like the time piece is really interesting because you've definitely used your time differently you know like you said like working on weekends versus not versus starting right away in the morning, you know, checking your emails, you know, like you don't do that anymore, or you might check them, but you don't respond, you mm-hmm. know, just to see what, what am I walking into today? You know, mm-hmm. does anyone need anything urgent that I actually do have to do? Um, and ending work as, as, you know, early, 
Mm-hmm. But also if it if it is busier, you know, you have been working a little bit later lately. And what when, when you did start layerly, you know, your second business, like it it was long days that you had to work your first business and then the rest of the time was was starting, you know, another business. And there's and there are seasons. That's that's their thing. There there are seasons of of times where you you are gonna choose to work nights and you know you put the kids to bed your wife goes to bed or or your husband or something and and you you work nights and you you just stay up and work because there's something that you're you either are inspired by or want to work on or or put time into um but there's definitely seasons for for things and there will be seasons of of busyness and seasons of slowness and and there are uh fluctuations of of income and um, but you know, there, I think the thing that, that keeps me going and encourages me and, and also just gets me excited is knowing that, um, the, the ceiling is endless. You know, if, if you want to start your own business, um, oper- the, the opportunities are just totally endless as to how far you could take it, you know, how, how much effectiveness you could have in the industry and in your community and how much money you make, and and the people that that you that you can touch and teach, um, and I, I think that's really exciting. And um, with any other job, there's always a cap. There's always a limit to how far you can succeed and how far you can go. And when you own your own business, there is no limit. Uh, the opportunities are are totally endless. Yeah, I think completely. And we've experience things and I think just utilizing you know like when it is slow you don't stop and you figure out how to use your time and then your time goes to something different like something that you know that's more of like a learning time you know you learn a new skill within your industry or how to better yourself as an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and then when it's busy you just you figure it out and you just do what needs to get done you know I Mm -hmm. think they're they're totally our different seasons just like you know just like anything Mm mm-hmm and and being that there are, I mean, there's so many seasons. There are seasons that are 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 busier and, um, and and just challenging. I I know that I, I I carry, you know, stress or anxiety sometimes. And um, you know, there's there's things that that I obviously bring into the home, and whether it's good or bad. Um, what mm-hmm. what would you say it's like to be married to an entrepreneur? What what is it like? being married to me <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> i think um you know like like i said in the beginning you know it's it has kind of changed over time but i think what i feel hasn't changed over time or what i like it's almost just been my response of oh it's great you know we i i love our lifestyle to oh i still love it but it's there are definitely some challenges in it and that's just kind of grown and changed I feel like as our relationship has grown and changed and having kids you know I I still love our lifestyle you know in the beginning I was when we were dating and you know newly married it was I was like the head over heels you know I I loved everything about it I love that you had a flexible schedule and I was really attracted to the lifestyle and I feel like I still am like I love the flexible schedule I love that you work from home I love when 
you know, you end work, you know, like you're just home. There's, there's no commute. You can just be present with us. You walk downstairs and enter into life with us and like me and the kids, you know, there's no commute. There's no, you don't bring home hard relationships with bosses or coworkers and you know, it's honestly created so much freedom in our life together. I mean, we, especially with kids, you know, like we were talking about our mornings. I, I don't have many friends, if any, that actually get to live like that. Very few people do. And that's just a blessing. Like that's a gift. And um, like when we go to Colorado or we take longer trips, I mean, we, we can go for three weeks at a time and you don't have, you know, a time commitment necessarily because you can take your work with you wherever you go um so it's honestly just been great you know you don't have to take off work when you need to be with our kids or you want to take them on a date um you know sometimes you and i get to go on a date together uh just middle of the day which is really fun so i feel like the benefits of being an entrepreneur like far outweigh any of the trials that you know come along with it any of the hard work i feel like if you're willing to put in the hard work whether you are the entrepreneur or your spouse is the entrepreneur. And, you know, something that I've learned is, especially seeing you start a second business and having to put more time is, okay, if he has to put more time into work, I am going to be more alone, maybe in the home or have more responsibility, but then that's my responsibility for that season. You know, then I also have to say, as, you know, the one being married to an entrepreneur, like, if he's in a certain season, then I'm in a certain season and you just learn how to like work together, I guess. Um, and I think I say there that, that came as a surprise because I didn't see you start your first business. You know, like, in, and again, if you're listening, you know, his his first business, Alexander's first business is a design agency and it's more so for like medium to large size businesses. But I didn't see, you know, all the work that went into that or I didn't see the beginning stages of gaining clients and what that looked like and creating the website for, you know, yourself and stuff like that. And then when you started your second business about two years ago, it was really fun seeing the behind the scenes and being involved in the early conversations and being involved in the launch and the process of everything. You know, it, it felt like teamwork, like it was super exciting. Um, but I don't think I realized how much time goes into you know starting a business like it's like we we knew it cognitively you know you even like you had a conversation with a friend of yours who's also an entrepreneur he's a successful entrepreneur and you both said I can't imagine starting this with a wife and kids and then shortly after you did like you started a second business and it was like oh yeah like we we know what goes into it cognitively but when it was actually happening and some days you were working from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. I think it was it was hard because we would still go on dates, but it wasn't like we were hanging out at night or some of our time just got got taken or you were working later and so there was more responsibility or I was spending longer days with the kids. Um, or, you know, you said this, like when you ended work, you know, when you were done, it still wasn't off your mind, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's something that I think, honestly, men in general can struggle with, you know, like leaving work at work, you know? And I, I think that's really hard, like just even the wiring of 
how men are created, like they were created and called to work and it's like their purpose in life. And I don't think that means that women can't work, but we think just very differently. We think more relationally, you know, like we, we just think so differently about work in general. Mm-hmm. And um, so sometimes I think it's like hard to be present and you know like we we like talking about we like talking about business but I think it almost became it almost created like a little bit of tension of like the needing to draw away from it but we were going through the motions of still going on dates and stuff but there was still just this underlying presence that I think we then both struggled with Um, and I think like since since you starting Layerly and seeing the different seasons, it has, I well, I've heard from other wives of entrepreneurs just say the same things, you know, whether they're my age and honestly just like going through it and being like, oh, and my husband is out of town for a few weeks. It, it is really hard because, and then I ask for my parents to come over or stay over a couple nights a week because I just need help with the kids. You know, it's almost like you have to adjust to the different seasons that your spouse is going through. And I heard more recently that, you know, and they're they're a little bit older. I listen to their podcast often. I really like them. They talk about parenting and stuff. And like they just said, you know, their hardest part in their marriage was when he started a business and it was the first few years of growing it, you know, because it was the the time aspect that I think you cognitively know going in but you then when you're in it you're like wow this is actually that this is really hard or it's it's affecting kind of like the daily life and stuff like that so i want to take a minute and chat about something really important over the last year i personally experienced how little control i have on my social media accounts did you know that you actually don't own your own account? If you're relying on social media alone to promote anything, be it a product or simply words you want to share with the world, let me ask you, what would happen to your business or blog or following if your account was deleted tomorrow? One thing I do have control over is my website. My personal website where I share words on motherhood, from scratch recipes, pictures of my home and our life together, and where this podcast is hosted, is made by Layerly. Layerly is a great option for an affordable website to highlight what you want to share with the world. With Layerly, you get a sparkly new website in five days. Your website is professionally made, it's hands-free, personalized with 100% custom design, and you get free unlimited edits forever. It's the perfect fit for small businesses, coaches, lawyers, painters, sales reps, network marketing reps, and stay-at-home mom bloggers with a side hustle. To get your sparkly new website in five days and be in control of what you want to share with the world, click on the link in the show notes. I think it's there's there's two times. It's it's the physical time and the mental time. Because your physical time, I mean, you you have to physically be working and you're you're probably going to put more of that time in more of those hours in mm-hmm. but then the the mental time is just at least for me it's just unending i i was especially with layerly because this was recent i just i talked about it all the time i just constantly talked and thought about it and it was um it, it really like looking back it it got to the point where i i really just needed to 
just put it aside. And that's something that's, it's hard. You know, I, I struggle with that. I don't, I'm sure plenty of other people struggle with putting something aside, but um, that's a, that's a real, a real challenge that I, I continue to struggle with and um, have been really trying to practice, you know, putting work aside at the end of the day and, and just not, not thinking about it, turning it off. I, I had a conversation with a guy um, this weekend who he, he leads a men's group and he said, you know, it's so hard because he's, he's leading this men's group and all these guys are, you know, they've got their phones out and their phones are like going off and emails are coming in and calls and texting. And he said, man, whenever I was, you know, in the workforce because he's retired, you know, when you left work at 5 p.m., you left work. No one's going to contact you. You're not going to get emails because email didn't exist. You're not going to get a phone call from your boss. You're not going to hear anything about work until you go back in at 8 or 9 a.m. And I think um, that's that's really a, a real challenge with um, with work today is is putting it away at mm-hmm. the end of the day, whether it's your your own or, or somebody else's, even if it's a, a place that you work for someone else. Putting work aside is is really, really challenging. I think that's interesting. I don't think I ever really thought of that with work. I've thought of that with parenting you know we we are the first generation of parents who are raising kids with in technology like we are the we're the first generation who like our i mean the generation after us grew up with cell phones and and technology and stuff but now raising kids you know how do you handle your phone well because no other generation has ever had to do that so we there there is no advice being passed down to us in that way and I think the same with then business there is no other generation who has consistently been interrupted because of work or have had the demands that are so constant and so there there's really no there's no wisdom that can be passed down because this is probably the hardest time for people to put work away. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't ever think I like thought of that until you just said that because it would be so bizarre if you had to go into the office to read an email, you know, or I don't know. That's so interesting to think about. Yeah, it, it is. I And I, I know at least... I have a number of email accounts, and, and one of them I, I just don't even have on my phone because I, I don't mm-hmm. want to get emails from it. I, I want this this specific email account to be left at my computer. So mm-hmm. I have to purposely open it up and get, get it in order to get a notification from it. But um, that obviously, it doesn't work for everything, but it's I think the, the whole concept of parenting your phone, which I know you've talked about, is is so important, and, and knowing how to... Um, just put your phone away whether it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day or in the morning i mean we we try to put our phones like in a drawer at the end of the day we don't we don't bring them up to our bedroom or anything and then in the morning i usually just avoid not looking at my phone until um until i'm ready to start work uh i i will look to see if there's like something urgent but otherwise i won't open an email if even if i see that i got an email from someone i won't open it until i'm at work because i, I don't want to be thinking about it I know that I, I will think about it and I'll process it and I, I won't be present in in your life and our kids' lives in the morning and, and I want that to be my priority until I'm in the office. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's really good. You know, it totally does go with, like you said, like just like parenting. <laughs> just like parenting your phone. And yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly going to just keep thinking about that because I just never thought of that like within the realm of business, which makes sense why they're just more workaholics and just more like that those numbers are just ever increasing. Um, and I don't know. I think it's just interesting. And I think just going back to, though, you know, still the the benefits of entrepreneurship, you know, like you said, stuff is endless, but you have to steward that well. You know, and I think the same being married to an entrepreneur, like I have to learn how to steward that well. You know, and if if you're going to say I need to work until five or six tonight, I cannot say, ugh, like, why do you have to work that late? You know, like it's like a, well, no one else is going to get it done <laughs> type of thing. You know, it's not like you have other coworkers or you can just go into work early or work overtime and get paid more. You know, it's not like that. Like it, it really is you're it's solely you for the most part and if you you are an entrepreneur and you own a business and it's you know you have workers underneath you you know that's a whole different realm that we honestly don't know we've never we've never had to hire someone else or take care of taxes in a different way or you know handle someone else's salary you know Uh it's just kind of our own and stuff like that but and so I think like you know every marriage you know, goes through certain seasons. In parenting, you go through certain seasons. And I think us experiencing certain seasons and just different seasons in specifically entrepreneurship within our marriage, um, I think I'm like super thankful that like we already were aware of what it took to start a business, like kind of that cognitiveness of it and just having the certain conversations And honestly, like we learned pretty quick, you know, how to better communicate and to try to, you know, like you said, like turn off work and be present. Um, But it definitely is a challenge, you know, being married to someone who is an entrepreneur because it's a challenge being an entrepreneur and being in marriage. I mean, you are just one. And so I think when the other one is struggling, you're going to struggle and like, that's okay. I think it's just the character of, are you still willing to be in it and be the spouse that you know, you're called to be and, and to need and stuff like that. And so I think, you know, the, the challenges of it, again, just like do not even compare to the, the greatness of, of being entrepreneurs. Like there are just very few things that I would say are challenging. Um, most of the time, like I, I love it. You know, I still love it. I still feel like I, if someone asks me this, I, you know, about our lifestyle. I mean, it's only honestly like positive things. There might be like, yeah, you know, like the time of it, the time aspect might be kind of hard, but like I love our marriage and the communication. And, you know, when we talk about business, like we, you know, like I said, we could, we could talk about it forever. You know, it's, we've spent a lot of time even on this podcast going back and forth. And I think it's exciting and we both love business and we're just both like business minded. Um, so again, like the pros outweigh the cons. Um, and we obviously are very passionate <laughs> about business. Um, and we love talking about it. We could go on forever because it truly has changed and just shaped, I mean, changed our lives, shaped our character, who we've become. And it, it really has just been, it's just so innate, you know, within us and stuff. Um, 
But shifting gears a little bit and just talking about some of our just like other pursuits for this year, you know, like when we were we were talking about this this episode before and just other pursuits, we were in some kind of conversation and Alexander was like, yeah, they're just kind of like our values that we're just living out. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly it. And so I guess, you know, our our other pursuits, you know, quote unquote, is just like mainly involved in our relationships within our home. So I guess, Alexander, you know, what are some other things that you are pursuing this year? A couple of things that I'm, I'm trying to pursue more this year is um, us having our, our, our fun marriage check-ins and going on dates and, and planning fun things like that. Um, taking the kids out on dates, uh, you know, just planning those within our calendar and, and, and finding something fun that, that the kids are excited about individually. And uh, we, we are always talking about traveling and, and where we want to go, um, trying to pick new places to take the kids and explore and um, uh, really kind of just within the U.S., you know, just picking a different state and, and just picking somewhere random that we could go and explore and find something new and um uh i, I think maybe uh my, my last like pursuit for the year is um just spending more time in the word spending more time in prayer and uh being um more intentional with with that time and uh, our, our marriage check-ins have been really good for that because we we actually talk about what it is we're learning and what it is we're we're experiencing in our in our quiet times and in our, our times with God and that's been um, at least so far for this year that's been really cool. Yeah, you know I think it's been fun. You know, in the beginning of each year, we really do try to have a time of kind of reflecting on the year, you know, the previous year, and then looking forward to the the coming year. And we've never really set certain goals I feel like you know there's never been like we want to do this many blank by this time of the year or something but I do think you know in the pursuit of we have a family what are our values what are kind of the the things that we like filter our life through and I think you hit on all of those you know like us dating you know modeling that for our kids taking our kids on dates you know I think taking our kids on dates has been something that has been so beneficial for me and I think you then you being able to do it now has been really fun and you know our kids are I feel like getting to like that age where if they miss a nap they're going to be okay we'll pay for it maybe later or the next day but they're okay you know like missing a nap and so being able to think of smaller not even road trips like just what do we want to do where we're living but also the the trips that we want to take and stuff like that we're like able to do those things now um, whether it's in Wisconsin or out. And I know something that you've been working on, I mean, we've talked about it for a while, and I think some things that you've been actually working on are, I used to call it a family mission statement. And I got that, you know, lingo from somewhere else, you know, whatever. It's not that uncommon. But I think another thing, just like our marriage check-ins, it wasn't like the right verbiage for Alexander to get on board. So we now are calling it a family manifesto, which honestly, it sounds a lot better and it just sounds more fun and it truly does. And I think it fits us, you know, whatever we want to call it. But, you know, we want to create more of a 
like a living document that's just a what are our what are the pillars that we want to build our life upon and if we're making a major decision how are we going to use those pillars to respond to the decision and come up with an answer and you know if we have certain pillars that are about sabbath that are about work that are about um, community and hospitality, you know, is something in our life that we have to make a decision about, are those pillars going to be uh, interrupted and affected by a certain decision? And so I guess I wanted to ask if you wanted to talk a little bit about just a couple things that you've thought of for our family manifesto or just kind of like your thoughts, your thoughts on it. I definitely think the word manifesto is more exciting for me at least, and it and it, it kind of sounds like a. It, to me, it just it just sounds like something that is adventurous, and that's one of the words that we have for our manifesto is is adventure, and um, and and kind of tied within that is travel and and trying new things and exploring things together as a family, um, but. Uh, like you said, we've, we've got pillars. I think right now we've got uh, like four, but it might end up being six or, or something like that. But within within those pillars, what we're, we're trying to do is um, kind of say a little bit, like, like put a sentence to each one of those pillars and put all of those sentences together into a, a written statement that um, kind of describes what our 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 hopes and our dreams and our goals are for our family and for our marriage and um and and all of those are very very tied to our faith and um and and kind of the the culture and the uh just the vision that we have for our home you know for for our family growing up and um who who we want to be as as people and uh, and as Christians, and um, it's kind of putting the putting those words into into something um, solid that we can share with our kids and be able to talk mm-hmm. about and and help them to be able to understand these are these are kind of some of the the guidelines that we we want to live by that that we've found are valuable and, and we think are going to uh, continue to shape a, a strong family that is rooted in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I really like how you worded that. And I think, um, you know, I just keep coming back to, you know, like what are our values and just the character of us as, as husband and wife. And then as parents, you know, I think if you, if you don't really have a vision, you know, where are you going? I guess in a way. And I think um, an author that, We've, we've read one of his books. His name is Rick Warren. You know, he just says there's a difference between, you know, worldly Christians who they are saved. You know, like they, they might read their Bible. They, they live, you know, with intention and stuff. But then there's a world-class Christian. And I think that terminology has really just stood out to me and just been like, gosh, we're on this earth for such a short amount of time. How are we going to use that time and how are we creating our family around that time and what are we going to do and pursue um, as a family? And it's, you know, not just the values, but it's the character and just the family culture. 
you know, someday our, our kids are going to get married. And so how are we, you know, preparing them for their future? How are we creating a, the character within them and the, the culture, the family culture that we want them to remember? You know, if we were about to be really valued adventure, that's going to shape who they marry. You know, that's going to shape what decisions they make because we're instilling these values and this character within them. Um, you know, every year for the last, gosh, maybe at least 10 years, I don't know, I've chosen a word for the year to just give me some vision to pursue God in a certain way to see how he's pursuing me in a different way. And I think it's kind of the same thing, you know, it's but in a, a bigger spectrum of the lifestyle and family culture. It's just a, a piece of vision that we have um, kind of going forward and stuff. So I guess lastly, Alexander, are there any other any other pursuits? You know, like you mentioned some travel plans. We're trying to figure out where we want to go this year. And usually we I feel like we know before the year begins kind of what our travel plans are. Um, but I guess anything else that you want to mention, travel or business plans or, you know, anything like that? I don't, I don't think we really have travel plans exactly this year. We're we're not exactly sure what we want to do. Last last year we we just did a lot of traveling and I think in some way it kind of uh it just kind of it made us want to really slow down what we do this summer. So we we don't really have much plan. I'm sure we'll we'll do some some like smaller trips even within the state in Wisconsin here, but uh we don't we don't necessarily have anything big planned for outside the state. But we'll see. All good things. So I guess for kind of wrapping up, which was fun. I hope you guys really enjoyed this conversation. I really enjoyed it. It was fun to kind of like prepare for it, especially like the first episode of season two. Um, I don't know. I was just really excited for it. And I feel like I was like, I guess I could do this on my own, but I think it'd be way more fun if I had Alexander here and we just kind of went back and forth. Um, So I guess like, you know, what to expect this coming season. So it's all related to things that I'm passionate about. And hopefully you are too. If you've listened to any of this podcast or if you're new, welcome. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, But last season, you know, I really dug into, you know, what is passion and how do you create passion and how do you instill it in your kids and the next generation? And then what do you do, you know, with it? And this one, this season is more of certain passions and interviewing people with those passions and seeing how their character is building within them. So being passionate about health and motherhood and home, we are going to hear from several people and I'm really excited just to just to learn, I guess, from other people. And so anyways, more Like this season, I'm just diving into more passions that have been steady in my life over a decade. And so you'll hear from me, but also some of my really good friends who are so wise and very knowledgeable. Uh, The next episode is going to be why I took a year off of social media. And we'll hear some journeys on holistic health. There'll be a couple episodes of that. We'll hear about motherhood. And then one of the last episodes, I really want to speak on reigniting a passion after it's been dimmed. You know, whether it just kind of fell away, whether you backed away from it for whatever reason, or there was some sort of season or years that you didn't pursue this certain passion, but how do you reignite it? Because I really think that 
If God gave you a passion when you were younger, surely that's part of your character. Surely that's part of how he created you. And so how do you even like reignite those childhood passions or passions that you had in college that over the years they have grown dim? And just talking about some practical ways to recognize, you know, what even your passions are and just how to reignite those. So Alexander, is there anything else that you would like to say? No, I, I think we've talked about a lot and um, hopefully, you know, you guys found the conversation interesting and, um, you know, find some some inspiration through this and encouragement and uh, and, and just uh, know that you're not alone in your business journey and your journey in being a parent or a spouse and um, someone who is trying to, you know, figure out how God is calling them because I, I think we're all mm-hmm. figuring that out and uh, it's uh, it, I feel like it, it just comes down to um, you know being being intentional with our time and, and really spending our time wisely and uh, hopefully that's encouraging to 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 whoever whoever is listening yeah well thank you again for being here and taking an evening to do this we have had the monitor on and we never heard pattering feet which was good (laughs) we didn't have to pause or stop the episode because there was part of me that felt like liliana was not going to go to bed tonight but she is sound asleep and we are so thankful um so it's just so much fun being your wife and getting to do many things alongside you and so just thanks for doing this alongside me thank you Awesome. Well, thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review, give it some stars and share it with a friend. I want to thank you in advance and look forward to chatting with you again in the next episode soon.